Welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one formative story from their childhood and how that story has impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences, some of them great, some of them kind of painful. But I'd like to think that everything that happened to me as a child has helped make me who I am today. Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing. Publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's One Little Act of Kindness, available on Amazon.com or wherever quality books are sold. Tell Me What Happened is also sponsored by LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you, now and forever. It's free, and your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will appreciate it. That's LaughSaver.com. All right, today I have as my guest, Bree Lynn. Bree is an actor and writer from Seguin, Texas. You can catch her in Jordan Peele's Candyman, Showtime's Work in Progress, or improvising around Chicago and the rest of the world. Welcome, Bree. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Great to have you on the show. Listen, Bree, are you ready to tell your story? I think so, yes. <laughs> well, I'm very much looking forward to it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to mute myself, let you tell your story. And at the end, I'm going to ask you exactly one question. How has that childhood experience impacted who you are today? Take it away, Bree. Awesome. Okay. I would like to start my story kind of a little bit before me, but I will start with my parents. And my dad is a farm boy, as he would call himself, from Iowa. And he moved to Seguin, Texas when he was about 30. And during that time, as soon as he moved, he met my grandpa, who then introduced him to my mom and my brother. So my mom liked to say that my brother was, before my dad, he was all dirt bikes and skateboards. And then my dad came along and it became horses and raising lambs and being on the ranch and cows. So fast forward a few years, <laughs> I come into the world and my family has definitely, they are in this lifestyle of my brother is kind of this star rodeo person and he would later grow up to be a cowboy uh, as the, de the textbook definition of a cowboy. And my dad is like right there alongside him and coaching him every step of the way. And every weekend it's a, we're going to a rodeo, even as I was an infant, it was my mom taking me and I would sit there in the little carrier but as I got older I'd be playing in the dirt and being in like kind of being in the thick of it with everyone else well I guess I'm about five or six at this time and I decide I or it's come it, it becomes the time in my family where it's like okay now it's Bree's turn to get into rodeo so my dad was so gung-ho about this, getting his little girl into the same arena with him and on the horses. And, and of course, my mom in the opposite spectrum was like so nervous because she was like, I don't want her to get hurt. <laughs> and, and it's just kind of, you know, a, a small girl on a big horse. And we didn't have a lot of money growing up. It was very much 
uh, I think I think they would be comfortable with me saying it was like a paycheck to paycheck house. So everything was kind of very, uh, it was very, everything was very thoughtful that we did when it came in terms of activities and what was um, going on in the house and extracurriculars. And so my dad, we saved up some money and we went on eBay. I think eBay was just coming onto the scene. And my mom has this, um, her, she had eBay so she could buy scrapbooking stickers. So her name on eBay was buy now scrapbook. I remember and like, so, and she would just get all these scrapbooking stickers so she could scrapbook for me and my brother. So we are, we are on this buy now scrapbooking account and we have been bidding on the saddle for me. I mean, it was like weeks, you know, they put it on and you're like every day checking you're like, well, what's the, who's at the highest bid? Who's the highest bid? So weeks later, it, like we check it and we won, we won the saddle. And um, it was a huge, my dad was so excited. And I was so excited. We grew up my house was a, was a, it was a very small house and we grew up on about an acre of land, which isn't really big enough for a horse. So we would keep my brother's horses and our animals down the road at our neighbor's house. And so, and he lived and his name was Steve Kaler and Steve Kaler lived on this huge sprawling Texas ranch, like exactly what you picture in books and like in Lonesome Dove, you're like reading it and you're like, oh, that's the ranch I picture. And so we would go there and we drive down the road and, um, and my dad's like Polaris, which I don't, it's like a golf cart, basically. I don't know if that's like a Texas thing or everyone has a Polaris. So we would drive down the street in a Polaris and we're there with the saddle in the back seat. And we get there and it's like an August, Texas day. It's so hot. And my dad and me, we put my new saddle on the horse and the horse, we had two horses. One was named Ducey and the other one was named Spanky. I don't know who came up with the names. I'm obviously my brother. I, I didn't have anything to do with it. So we put the saddle on the horse and we are going around this little arena that our neighbor has set up for me. It's a very small circular arena and we're going around and we're going around. And my dad likes to say that I kept saying, okay, daddy, like, when am I going to go fast? When are we going to go fast, daddy? And he was like, no, no, we're staying in the arena and then we're going to go for like a trail ride. And we go, so we're, we're going like super slow. And I guess I'm, I'm really bored, I, I assume. And I'm hot and I'm like, well, I'm hot. And now I'm, and we're not going fast enough. And I'm just like complaining the whole time. And then we finally get out and we go on the trail and it's the same. I'm like, when are we going to go fast, daddy? When are we going to go fast, daddy? And so we begin going fast or not fast, but faster. My dad's like, okay, you can put a little speed up. So there's like a, are going fast and there's a uh, fast for it six or seven year old there's a like a big thick rope with this big chain clasp at the end that they would use to like tie up the horses so it's, it's a big sturdy thing and neither of us saw it I guess so I was like going fast down this trail in the woods and it went and it hit me right in the middle of the head <laughs> and so we went home and my mom of course was like oh this is my worst nightmare and my dad was like this is my worst nightmare and I was okay. I just had a very big knot, but it would be the like predecessor to like, my mom would always say, every time I went somewhere with my dad, I would come back injured. Like it was like, there was like always something that happened where I would have some sort of battle scar, if you will. But all to say, so that was our day out with our first horse. And we, you know, after that, I needed some time away, of course, as one would from, and my dad was like, you know, we have the saddle. We've only used it once. 
do you want to maybe go back out on the horse again? And I was like, mm, I think it was too hot out there for me. <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, yeah, I think maybe riding, doing riding horses is too hot for me. I don't think I really want to do it. And my dad goes, okay. And we never did it again. <laughs> that was it. And we sold the saddle and it was, that was that. But I always just, I always think about that because it's such, it's a real jumping off point for the rest of my life, I think. So that's my story. Oh, that poor little girl getting whacked in the head. I, yeah. <laughs> it hurts me to think about it, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's, yeah, I, I think we've all, we've all taken our shots to the head every once in a while, but yes. And I think the idea of it being too hot afterwards is probably uh, well said on your part. Yeah. But uh, so this, the saddles used once. Now, fast forward. Yes. How do you think that that particular moment impacted your life? Yeah, you know, I think that with, I, I was thinking a lot today about like what story I was going to tell. And I felt like I was like, I have so many like little stories from childhood, but I picked this one because it felt like a very good representation of like the support system I had throughout my childhood and like gave like always gave me a launch my dad specifically I just he is so fearless and he was always in his eyes I don't think there was anything I could never do and like having that and then like growing up and being like I'm actually interested in something completely different than the world that you are all in and I'm going to pursue that and they never batted an eye and they were only there to like help uplift and so that's like when when I was thinking about what to tell I was like oh I have to tell that because that is such a like my dad was like you don't want to do that okay what do we want to do you know and that was kind of like what we always did growing up I got great respect for the man because the family's bidding on this saddle thinking you know it's like this big moment and it was a big moment that you wanted but I mean you know you're trying to and then for you to just go all right that's it and I I don't know your father but I got a feeling that he, in his mind, he blames himself for that event and probably thinks, but for that, my daughter might be in the rodeo or something. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I like, it's so funny because I ended up going on and doing like FFA and 4-H, which, yes. And I would do, like, I raised lambs because in my head, I was like, okay, I didn't do rodeo, do do rodeo, like to, this is something my dad enjoys. I'll do that. And then in turn, my dad was like building the sets for the play. He would like come and he would build all the sets from all my plays from when I was like in second grade until I graduated. I just like, I can't imagine how like, yeah, he, he his whole life thinking his daughter would be doing this. And then I was like, I'm actually gonna do something so different. And I, he never once batted an eye. I was like, okay, that didn't work. This is, you know, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. It's like they go into the family business, they go into something. And so I just felt very lucky in that regard. Yeah, amen to that. I think that uh, I, I don't. Again, I don't know your family, your, your right. parents, but but I have great respect for that—the ability to just pivot or whatever—is to say, look, you know, she tried it. She she's done with it. You moved on to something else. Didn't bat an eye and started working on your sets, as you said, or or yeah. just adjusted to your interests. And that's really a, a gift. You're right. I think you do have a gift. You know, you were given a gift for that. I should say. And it's probably made you a stronger person, don't you think? You can tell your family anything that, you know, you're going to do this now or you feel yeah. like you, 
have you have you shifted jobs and, and careers and as as time has gone on with with the ease or is there a sense that uh, do you feel do you feel like somehow that that support has really helped you yeah as an adult I mean you sort I of do. said you did yeah I really do I feel very like especially with jobs and I think going into being an actor, which knowing that like maybe your day job is not as steady as what some would hope for. But my parents have always been such cheerleaders of, oh, if that didn't work out, well, let's go to the thing that does work out. Like, you know, let's try the next thing until we find something that works out. And I think with me too, I always feel so empowered because of that to be a bit more critical thinker in the work that I do of what is fulfilling me and sustaining me in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, I like, I don't know them, but I like them. That's all I can tell you. Yes, it's they're great. <laughs> <laughs> they're so great. Especially, you know, I mean, they're from the small Texas town and like, you know, they come to Chicago and see me do improv and I'm like, you probably don't know what that, <laughs> they had no idea what that was before I started doing it two years or five years ago now. But it's so funny. They come and watch the Herald and my mom would be like, well, I loved when you talked. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> 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 well, well, thank you, Bree. I appreciate you being on the show. And I'm sort of inspired by your story in the sense that I've already raised my children, but I'd like to, I hope uh, that they felt as uh, supported as you seem to have been, which is fantastic. And I think everybody should hopefully feel what you felt in your life. But uh, thank you for being on the show. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really, it's been, it was so lovely. I was so looking forward to this all day. So thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show. I'd like to thank our guest, Bree Lind. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, and LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you now and forever. I'm going to sign off a little differently today. In honor of Bree Lind, I'm going to end with Susan Salador's classic, The Boo Boo Blues. Until next time, this is Jay Reack asking you all to stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. I've had some boo-boos, baby. I've had the
Fix it for you. 